1: 846, 14 before nine. Quickly to Council Member Eugene Green to talk about a couple of things. Uh, primarily, I guess the resignation or uh, retirement—I should say—of Sean Ferguson, effective January, um, December twenty-second. Moving too fast, Councilman. How are you today?
2: Just fine, just fine. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah, there is a lot
1: going on. But sometimes you just got to tap the brakes, right, and slow down a little bit. So, what was your reaction? So the What was your reaction yesterday when you heard about Sean Ferguson?
2: Well, certainly surprised. I mean, only somebody on in the, on the inside would say, oh, I wasn't surprised at all. I just knew it was going to happen on December the, the 6th. No, the bottom line is that I think that we were all surprised by that timing, and so we got to get on it right away. It's important to recognize that, as I have mentioned on yesterday, and I'll just repeat it, mm-hmm. um, we want to be involved starting to date, and whatever process goes on, because this police chief affects the entire city of New Orleans. Um, there can be a lot of sharing of information that can make things easier. We talked about the vote. Yes, the voters just voted 60% plus that they wanted to have the council involved with the appointment of major um, officials within the administration. We got to balance that as we make this important decision. But I do want to emphasize that it's a tough job to be a police chief, especially under a consent decree at a time when throughout the nation. We're losing a number of officers um, for a variety of reasons. So whoever the police chief is, we shouldn't expect a miracle overnight because there are going to be challenges with that police chief also. But I was pleased to work with, um, with Chief Ferguson. We got some things done, especially in our district. The police are making the arrests. It's our entire criminal justice system that we must analyze and work to make sure it works to enhance public safety.
1: Councilman Green and I don't don't agree on everything, but we can have rational discussions about things. And I love talking to you, Councilman, because you're an intelligent man, and and it's, uh, it's enlightening. Always, always learn something every time I talk to you. When it comes to uh, the uh, national search, well, let me go back to the vote first with the charter change. As a council member, would you like to see the mayor wait and until after um, January 1st? Of course, you got to have some kind of interim appointment or something. Somebody's going to run the department after December 22nd. But would you prefer to see an interim uh, superintendent named and then let the, the new rules take effect where the council has a saying and a saying approving whom the mayor selects?
2: Honestly, Tommy, I'd like to see the council involved to date with the process um, because that's what the voters just decided. Mm. I mean, I know that as a technical matter, it doesn't start until January That would have first. to be by invitation,
1: it, though, Councilman, <laughs> right? That
2: would have to. Well, am I throwing out the message that I would like to see an invitation to the council to get involved with this
1: process? Yeah, just making it clear.
2: (laughs) There there are some things that we can offer in terms of our experience, in terms of our communication with – and I was really almost – embedded with certain aspects of the police. I had a good relationship with, um, and I still had that good relationship with many officers and also leaders of the department. I certainly think that I can offer some insight that helps, you know. It may wind up that the mayor's um, decision is the decision that the council wants to go with, but I think that we can't ignore what the members of the public voted on. It was clear what the decision was and it's something that is. this is a reflection on what they were intending when they voted on that measure.
1: I was thinking, Councilman, and I opined before, that if the mayor were to appoint, and it's rumored right now, nobody knows what's going to happen about Captain Jeanette Williams, that if the mayor were to appoint her as a new superintendent and ignore the council and get it done before the first of the year, I don't think that would be fair to Captain Williams because it's almost like um, the mayor is either torpedoing her chances of success or... Um, I, I think maybe as an inter- interim uh, superintendent and then be considered in the overall search, your thoughts about that, if the mayor were to, to just go with what the letter of the law says right now and appoint somebody from within as the chief, are they going to be up against it as a superintendent? Are they going to be up against it to begin with?
2: Well, I think that I'm cons- as concerned about the public reaction because that vote, took place not so long ago, and um, I think that the council we know what the reaction of the council is going to be because we voted on the matter and it was on the ballot i 'm concerned about the public, and i don 't want anyone we 're assuming Jeanette Williams, but it could be another person yeah and that's that, why there'd that's be why no, I... there'd be no tarnishing of that person 's ability to start and hit the ground running, and I think that the more open the process the better now i keep I keep mentioning the process i guess are open. I'm open to hearing suggestions, and it may result that we work with the mayor, and the decision is something that everyone can agree with, and it may be the officer that you've referred to right now. I'm just suggesting the involvement by the council and the public would help, you know.
1: And to be clear, I ha- I don't even know Captain Jeanette Williams. She might be the most qualified person in the country. I have no earthly idea, but in a lot of ways, perception is reality. Do you have uh, any specific thoughts on candidates from outside and a nationwide search? Former Superintendent Surpass earlier saying that that's a, about a nine-month process. Um, and, and according to him, uh, he would think that it's going to be a tough time for NOPD, either under interim leadership, and then a permanent leader, or if somebody is, again, uh, appointed before the December 31st deadline. Either way, NOPDs... Think about
2: the national... Go ahead. Go, think about the national search concerns, if you will. We will be asking a police chief to come to a city that has Um, A significant uptick in crime this year, murders, for example, and other things, and also to come under a consent decree, Mm -hmm. um, which we are. It's suggested that we're going to be out of the consent decree soon, but it doesn't necessarily have to be the case. It's a federal decision. It's going to be a challenge. Even if we look beyond um, New Orleans to a national figure, you've got to come in in the midst of what is a great challenge and a police chief who just resigned I don't know. I mean, what we want the best person for the job, the person who is most motivated by a job. It could be national. It could be local. But we also need to just recognize that that's going to be a challenging job to whomever it
1: is. The chief uh, earlier, uh, Ronald Surpass, former NOPD superintendent, um, was talking about an employment contract. And that kind of brings us into a legal area where the council would have to approve whatever employment contract was offered to a police chief. Do you think that's an important part of attracting uh, somebody nationally where you would have to say, look, here's your employment contract. Uh, unless you're terminated for cause, uh, we're going to, we have to pay you whether the mayor likes you or disagrees with you, this, that, the other thing. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, I think that it's a, you know, there, there are two sides to them a, a, a contract. One is that sometimes people will feel that they're being locked in and that they, are not going to necessarily be able to respond to what they view as things that aren't in that contract. But then on the other hand, we do want a police chief that's going to come and stay for a while. So that's an option. Now, I sound like a politician to tell no, you no, there's no. two sides to the employment. No, there's but I think, employment uh, bad, you know? I, I think that's honest. There's the employment contract. There's a good and bad.
1: I think that's honest. And That's why I like talking to you, because there are two sides to everything. Um, so bottom line, here's my takeaway, Councilman. You're saying let's bring the council into it now. Let's follow the spirit of the law, not the letter of the law. And and the council is more than welcome to sit down with the mayor and talk about it. Accurate?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And we are. And I can speak for the rest of the council members. Um, I don't even have to meet with them today on this issue because I know that we'd be willing to hear from the mayor, hear her suggestions, and then offer our suggestions relative to that and also a suggestion relative to the process.
1: And to be clear, there have been no overtures from the mayor to do that, have there?
2: It's only been since yesterday afternoon. So in defense of what the mayor's communication might have been, it could happen soon, but my, my line is always open. I'm in my office and I've been certainly available for input.
1: See, that's I, why I, love- I
2: do have a I do have a finger on the pulse of what many officers have been saying out there. And um sometimes it differs with what you see other in other places. i like to have that ability to share that information.
1: That's why I like talking to you, Councilman. You give us both sides. Have a good day, all right? All right, you too. Talk Eugene to you Green, you bet New Orleans City Council member, eight fifty four traffic now, WWL.